All right, welcome back to another episode of the Spring Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Ferrier, joined with co-host Austin Seals once again for the 34th time, which is kind of hard to believe that, uh, well, man, we've definitely surpassed the halfway mark of a full year, our first full year. And yep. I think, remember, thinking back, our first few topics we had to talk about back in November last year. I think we had it like we got we rounded up about five topics we wanted to cover, and then after that, you know, we weren't too sure. And it's hard to think that we've come up with 30 something episodes after that and still haven't run out of stuff to talk about. More rambling than anything, I'd say. Um, let's go and we'll get a let's knock a few updates out, and then um, we got a few things we want to get to y'all listeners. Um, first update wanted to uh, to let everybody know if you didn't see that. We uh we knocked the Comfort Colors pocket tees down to twenty six ninety nine on the website at springlegion dot com. They were thirty one dollars and and um knocked a few knocked a good bit of that inventory down. We got some new shirts in the making. Um, got a lot of designs in production and and doing a bunch of tests and stuff and getting a few samples. But um but for those Comfort Colors, which are hard to come by. We've got a, uh, I guess probably for the remainder of September, we're gonna have them priced lower at uh, twenty six ninety nine. So take advantage of that, save I don't know five bucks, something like that, four or five bucks. Um, alongside that, the branded services is up and running. We've had a, you know, a good bit of people reach out to us about them, just uh, you know, looking for some details about it, what all it offers, uh, whether they're you know an up and come up and coming uh, outdoor company, a, a new brand, they have an idea, or they're an established brand looking to uh, kind of expand and grow. Um, just kind of looking for tips on Spring Legends growth model, yada, yada. Um, been, you know, been nothing but, you know, happy to hear from, from like-minded people in the, you know, the business realm. I, I love hearing from turkey hunters and like-minded people, but also, you know, the entrepreneurial spirits that have ideas and want to put it into action. And, and uh, we've got a few little gigs underway and, and talking to a few potential sponsors and, and um, let's see, we've got a, I know a, a spot or two locked in for a little while on the sponsors, which will probably be, what do you think? This is September-ish, probably I'd say by the beginning of October, have them on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll be able to have a few on there, starting little segments, which um, I know we got one, I guess we'll kind of get a head start on a segment later on, but but uh, we're still kind of refining down the different types of segments we want, so y'all shoot us some recommendations on that and if y'all know of any uh, any other companies that would be interested in sponsoring i'm not going to say how many but we do have a spot or two that i think will be open you know for i'd give it a few weeks at least yeah. you know if you if you catch it in time um just tell them to holler at us we'll uh we'll definitely love to hear from them and, and work something out and and we're kind of working a little deal where it's going to be you know half price through the next six months if you you know do a six month sponsor or something like that and yeah that can all be found on springlegion.com click the little banner brand and service and and um one of the segments that it will be sponsored by somebody is a is a mailbag is that what you called it seals yeah mailbag i guess we had a little head start on the mailbag with a with a listener submission which is going to be like a a weekly story submitted emailed um direct message in by one of our followers or one of our listeners uh, just to 
and there ain't, ain't no rules on it. It's just a, a, a story that you felt, you know, relevant to the podcast that you wanted, you know, to to get on the show, and and we're going to be kind of, you know, making a little file of them and, and reading one a week. And but see, we uh, we got one in, uh, I guess the end of last week, and um, wanted to get that out to y'all. I I, I kind of read over the first, you know, little few sentences or so, but Seals has got it printed out over there if you want to kind of get into it and. Yeah, this story was sent in by uh, <clears throat> Jacob Brown. <clears throat> hey, man, my name is Jacob Brown, and y'all said on the podcast to write some stories, so I figured I would share this. I've been hunting in and around Marshall County, Mississippi, all my life, and obviously my favorite animal to hunt is the wild turkey. The person who taught me everything I know about hunting, especially turkey hunting, is my older brother. He could run the woods and talk to turkeys like nobody I've ever seen. I say this because before he passed away from a motorcycle accident in 2018, he was a big fan of Muscadine Bloodline back when they had just released Crickets and Cane Poles and CB Radio, which in turn made me a big fan as well. So back when Gary started mentioning y'all at the start of last year's turkey season, I followed y'all and just wanted to say that hearing y'all talk about y'all's love for turkey hunting and all aspects of it brings back memories of conversations I've had with my brother, and I think there are very few in the hunting industry that I could relate my passion and love for the outdoors with as much as I can with y'all. I love what y'all are doing and glad to be able to follow along. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good story. Um, Jacob, definitely appreciate you. That's, um, in my mind, that's uh, a, a turkey hunter's mindset right there is the the processes of recollection. If, if that's a, you know, a phrase, if you know what I mean, like just the way to connect memories and different you know feelings and 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 just life to to turkey hunting is crazy you know the the bond you got with the spring woods and what is able to do and you know and the bonds you got with the people that you do it with exactly i can think um thinking back my granddad before he died he had an old flip cell phone yeah and all spring the whole time i was anytime i would kill a turkey i couldn't send him a picture but i would call him and i can remember the first turkey I killed, he passed away in the fall. And that next spring, the first turkey I killed, the first thing I did was pick up my phone Yeah, to call him. And you realize you can't. And that's when it sets in the bond that you may not realize that you have with the people you hunt with is actually a lot bigger than you think it is. Yeah, That's I mean, the exemplification of the power of turkey hunting to me, which I know we're not – the only ones that think turkey hunting is so special. There's countless people out there, and it's, I mean, it, Jacob, I mean, I really do sincerely appreciate hearing from you, and, I mean, that means a lot for you to, you know, even send one in regardless. I enjoyed reading it, but it's good to hear from, from like-minded folks in the turkey woods and and just um, and hearing about their passion for it and the, the memories that they're able to connect through the spring woods and, and even just, you know, if, if all we do is kind of remind them of of those times or really just kind of bring light to that breed of people, you know. I think what he said, he said, I could relate my passion and love for the outdoors with uh, with as much as I can with y'all, you know, like just the fact that he, he recognized that the the priority of, of turkey hunting and, and what we hold you know, dear to our hearts and, to hear from somebody else that does as well is, you know, it's pretty special and definitely appreciate Jacob sending that in. And 
that just goes to show you that, you know, there are other people out there that that hold turkey hunting to that, you know, that standard of, I don't want to say power, but, I mean, it's very influential in what it kind of, what the the ways of life goes, you know, as far as you, how you process things to me, you know, how yeah. you, how you're able to, uh, you know, hold on to certain memories or, or look forward to certain future memories or just aspirations you have in the turkey woods. And the world is a better place in the spring to me and that's just always that's I me mean, that's had a lot to do with why spring legion you know wasn't didn't have turkey hunting in it it's just about spring I, I mean there's certain things about the spring that i love and um it's hard to explain that turkey hunters are different the the phrase i guess that comes to mind to me is gets it i, I hear that phrase a lot he gets it you yeah. know he gets turkey hunting he knows you know what it's about what it's you know the objectives of it, the history of it, the the hard times that that go in to uh, to the failures and to the preparation and the passing it on and what you pass on and all that stuff and and um, when I talked to a few people that I had to not long ago, we uh, we redid the cover on Ballad of a Turkey Hunter and did the back, you know, the back cover has some reviews. Uh, David Hawley, Wild Turkey Report, uh, our buddy Spence Hall for Rolling Thunder and. And then our buddy Daniel Hayes, Mossy Oak, I, you know, I, I got some texts or um, emails or reviews or something, and I asked him, you know, would you care if we use this as a review on the back of the book? And I think out of the five or six people I talked to, like, gets it was something that they all used, and that's one of those just interchangeable phrases, I guess you you say, to describe a fellow turkey hunter, not, you know, not just like a hardcore turkey hunter or a dedicated turkey hunter, but but you know the ones that get it and ones that don't, and um I guess, shoot, I guess we could, if we wanted to dissect that as a topic today of the, di- how would you say that, the difference in turkey hunters and regular hunters? I, I mean, I don't want to say that as like, yeah, as we're like, everybody's like antsy about deer hunting, but, because I mean, Lord knows I like, you know, I like being in the woods as much as possible, but you can tell when a, a turkey hunter's deer hunting and duck hunting and when a duck hunter and deer hunter's turkey hunting. That's Does that right. make sense? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, there's a, there's a different, there's really a different mindset Mm-hmm. in the two um i guess the mindset comes from the way you go about it the things you do to get to the point to where you're harvesting the animal yeah and you're going from deer you're sitting there you you're scouting you're sitting there mm-hmm. hunting turkeys you are it's, it's me reactive right you, you know you don't you're not sitting there waiting for a deer to come out you're reacting to what the bird is doing at yeah. the time which i mean i guess in Deer hunting, you're reactive to the wind and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you are, but you, you can stuff you can't control still. But you can go into a deer hunt, and we, I mean, and I, I enjoy deer hunting. So, yeah. But you can go into a deer hunt with a game plan. Yeah, exactly. You can go in the the winds here. I'm gonna hunt the stand here, mm-hmm. and so on. You can go into the turkey hunt with a game plan, <laughs> but I can bet you within ten minutes you, that game plan is wadded up thrown out the window because right. you're going to have to react to the situation that is dealt to you mm-hmm. do it long enough you learn throw that game plan out on the driving oh yeah <laughs> I hardly ever get a game plan anymore and it's it's funny seeing you know some some people's eyes get big if I go hunting with them or they're like so what do you want to do I'm like I don't know I used and to be like, one I wouldn't have a game plan for the hunt but I would have these I mean I know these turkeys roosted here I think if we get here we can get them and and it, oh, yeah. more times than not, we've been together. I mean, I think that's it's came into place once, and it was the mm-hmm. year that you killed and I missed. We got where I thought they were, and I'm telling you, I think that's the only hunt that a quote-unquote game plan has ever yeah. worked. 
I, I can think of countless times when we've been driving in. We'd be going at it on the way on the drive in, and we we saw them roost in the tree. And you're you'll say something like, "This is where they are." I'm like, "I don't know, man. <laughs> they yeah. might have moved." And you're like, "It's freaking dark." Yeah, I watched them fly off. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I just, I don't trust them. I don't trust them one bit. But of course, even, they were where they were when they flew up, but still. But you can't ever tell which way they're I know they're going. They got 360 degrees they can go down on. Gosh, and it's, it's easy. I mean, you can, like, predict spots that they're going to, you know, fly down. And if you just, you know, I say think of it like a, a five-year-old, like what makes sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like don't get too overwhelmed with the possibilities that they can do anything, but they can definitely do anything. Um you know, they they want an easy fly down too, but some of them, I swear, they think they want to take the hardest route. But I, th- I mean, just going back to the the gets it term. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how to describe that as a you know as a phrase. But I mean, the entire first chapter of the Battle of Turkey Hunter is about the demographic of a turkey hunter. Um, it was mostly just a a list of what they do and what, how you tell them apart, just little excerpts or for those sacred few weeks out of the year, their state of mind shifts seemingly overnight. They carry themselves differently. They become difficult to get in touch with, eventually speak only when spoken to. Jobs are lost, relationships fade, and health becomes an afterthought. I mean, some are admired, some are hated, and neither of them care. But it's just, you know one when you meet one. And I think that applies to a lot of things outside of turkey hunting too. Just the, the peculiar, meticulous mindset of, of detail-oriented, of stubborn guy. I think turkey hunters is probably the most stubborn people in the world. I think my wife would agree. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, it's. I feel like it's probably harder being associated with a turkey hunter than it is being one sometimes. But there's a – I mean, that's the, the power of turkey hunting to me is just the, the – potential impact it has for for the i would say the focused few would, you, would that be a good term to say of, of the, those that really care about it really really care about yeah. it and if and i feel like the turkey hunt mindset is you know if it's you against the world and so be it on a lot of situations and that's i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't rather have a different mindset for something that's special to me i'm glad that those that do love turkey hunting that are that passionate about it See, that may be a good thing, too. Um, some people may want to weigh in on their got it moment. I can tell you mine. I remember mm-hmm. you, I mean, you You go from enjoying a turkey hunt with your dad till you got it. You yeah. understand. And I can remember, um, and, I, and I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but when I was young, I, the first turkey I killed was after a real bad turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. I was uh, had a turkey coming down to me with my dad i was young i was shooting a youth model 20 gate i mean it, the turkey needed to get a lot closer and i shot at him i just got excited and shot at him about 45 yards and my dad was furious yeah which is like i said it all worked out because the next weekend we went back and my dad and i actually doubled for my first turkey was a double with my dad awesome. and i can remember we shot and we both ran up to the turkeys and he didn't. He didn't say his first words weren't congratulations, good job. He looked at him and said, "Now you understand." Mm-hmm. And that was the, I got it. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Because from then on, it was not a, can we go turkey hunting this weekend? It's like, when are we leaving the house today? Right. What time do I need to be ready? It wasn't a, 
option. And, and he was the same way. He was going no matter what. And he never, and I will say my dad never said, you're going to get out of the house and go turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. I had the option. After that, now you understand statement, and I got it. It wasn't an option anymore. I was going with him whether he wanted me to or not. I can remember many times he would have, and he spent a lot of times turkey hunting. He would be going with some of his buddies, and they could come with us, but he was letting them know oh, that yeah. I'm taking Austin with me. He's going to, if he wants to go, he's going to go every opportunity he gets. And it was from then on that it was the bug got me. Oh, yeah. And I remember just hearing you say that kind of made me just kind of think back to a few. I mean, I think, I sincerely think, you know, after the, the first turkey hunt, I mean, the first turkey I killed when I was, what, seven years old, I think. I mean, because it was a bunch of, it was in the rain, it was crawling, it was, I mean, it was a bunch of stuff, and then getting cussed out by my dad, I feel like, for not doing the right thing or something, and then, like, just so much him, just joy and passion brought from him, being a, a lifelong turkey hunter himself, you know, when when I did figure out which one was the gobbler and, and not the hen, after I had to ask him right before I pulled the trigger when they were about 16 yards, I think, and he was sitting there going, oh, Lord. <laughs> This is not good. It, he somebody was not paying attention the past two years, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, uh oh, but um, but nah, just um, since then I I, I definitely think I caught it, you know, at a young age, and then and then just thinking back to the there's certain just memories that that don't involve a turkey that you remember, and I remember one of them being uh, getting a text or a call from my dad, and it was um, I want to say it was the. I don't think it was the year, that notorious 2017 year, where, you know, I hunted just one turkey and, and got my butt whipped 82 times. It was a little before that. It was also a, a muggy morning. There was probably about a tenth of a chance I would even hear a turkey. And I'm, I'm hunting a spot that probably ain't even got no turkeys. <laughs> but, I mean, pouring rain, just muggy, windy. I was probably, and that's what he said. He said, you know, he knew I was discouraged. I hadn't. You know, I hadn't gotten on anything in a while, and we didn't have anywhere to hunt or anything like that. But And he knew that I knew there probably wasn't any turkeys in there, but I could still kept getting up every single morning and going, regardless of weather, regardless if I'd heard one before, then not even a track. And he was like, the fact that you're probably, A, one of five people, you know, hunting in a daggum tropical storm out there right now just for the sake of it, and the fact that you're just hunting because you want to be turkey hunting and you can't fathom sitting at the house when you could be turkey hunting if it's a you know if it's between march 15th and may 1st i can watch you you're you know it's like bugs crawling on you if you have to sit on the couch in the morning you know and that's when i knew i said i'm you know i'm bit by a bug that i don't think is gonna go away you know it's one of them like i wish i wish i had to pick something easier to be obsessed with but something like that it it don't give you too much option if it if it takes you in it takes you in hard and hooks set deep but and you have no control. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what makes it so special to me. is And and that's a lot of what I hope Spring Legion and, and this book and or any other books or anything we exemplify, I, I want it to, that's the message I want it to bring. And that's, I mean, personally, just as a person, regardless, take business stuff out of it. I mean, that's what I want to represent as a turkey hunter is not necessarily the goods and the, you know, I mean, it's easy to talk about the, yeah, I took a seven-day trip, killed six turkeys. You know, that's not even, like, top 50 memories, and I think probably 40 of those 50s don't even involve a turkey when it comes to the turkey woods, and that's what I want to make sure gets passed down to, you know, future generations is that 
soak it in while you can and, and, and hang on to it and listen with purpose and, and, and ask questions and, and enjoy the little things about turkey hunting because they're going to, I think, it's helped me, you know, farther on in life when decision-making and making quick decisions, weighing options. And like we were talking about earlier, just the process of a turkey hunter's mind is able to do things that other people just haven't had to do before. Um, I'd say get over get over failure quickly. You know, being able to erase that real quickly would be definitely one of them, like you mentioned. Yeah, you got to do that. And um, more so now, I think it's in the hands of turkey hunters. The the future of turkey hunting, the the way the world is going to perceive turkey hunting, is 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 kind of up in the air more than a lot of people want to admit right now. I feel like, and it makes me a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say it doesn't. That I think tried and true, near and dear turkey hunters are going to be able to retain or yeah, I guess you know, retain the the image of turkey hunting by themselves. I with the with the effects of social media and everything. I don't. It could very well take a turn for the worse in the next, I'd say, what two or three years or so, depending on what you know what gets out there, what doesn't get out there, and who speaks up, and who don't. Yeah, it's really in the hands of, like you just said, the people turkey hunting and brands like these or people that are um, trying to educate you on things of the wild turkey are going to be beneficial to anybody that will listen. Um, it's it's the same as any wildlife resource that it's up to the people that enjoy doing it right. to keep maintaining it. Yeah. If you, if you have, like you just said, you got people that are, <clears throat> and we're not throwing any you know punches, but you got guys that will come to you and brag, well, I killed seven turkeys off my place this year. Well, that guy has 300 acres, mm-hmm. and he's killed a seven turkey. If you don't maintain then eventually you're not going to have anything to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's uh, among the entire bag of lessons I've learned the hard way. That's one of them, you know. Oh, I'm the same way. You know what I mean? Watch, I mean, the the repercussions of, of those really good years, you got to, you know, you got to also reap that. And I, and I was talking to somebody. <clears throat> it was actually right at the end of last season. We were just talking about what you how they killed. And, and I think I've been into the, a little bit of this story before, but that guy said it. I mean, he can kill three turkeys in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. He had, I believe it was a little over 300 acres to hunt, and he had been running trail cameras to <clears throat> to just see what he had on his land. And from what he what he had and what he thought, he thought it was a good decision that he only needed to take two turkeys off that land. So he, he killed, he stopped at two turkeys. Yeah. I mean, that's he could have killed one more perfectly legal and everything else, but because of his knowledge on maintaining the resources you have, he stopped it too, which in the years to come will pay off for. Yeah. And that's some, there's a responsibility with turkey hunting that I think I'm not going to say should be the focus of more of the community, but I feel like it's definitely getting overlooked by other aspects of turkey hunting and, and like you said, numbers and, you know, no, well, I'm not going to say notoriety. That'll give them too much credit. But the cheap clout, I think, is how I referred to it in Chapter Nine, which is a that's my heart on my sleeve when it comes to how you represent turkey hunting. Is I didn't hold much back on that, and that's exactly what I think about certain uh, the wrong image displayers in turkey hunting, and and it, with it being such a you know something that I hold dearly. I don't like seeing people go out there and, and exploit, you know, the wild turkey or down its reputation or the in turn connect their reputation to that of a lot of other people that are doing all they can, busting their butt to keep the wild turkey alive 
And doing it the right way. Right. And, that, I mean, because it's, it's, like you said, it's in the hand of the people that hunt them because <clears throat> because without them, I don't think we'd be able to hunt them at all. We wouldn't yeah. even know what this is. First and foremost, but this would not be a company. And, I mean, we would, we would not know what it's like to be obsessed with something so dearly. And, and, um, and that's from people that we never met. That's from ancestors and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a, an example of the, the responsibility turkey hunters have. And that's the, the future of it's in our hands on what we – not only what we display it as, but we display the turkey hunt community as, and the the processes behind you know, hunting the wild turkey, and the all things good with spring, and all good things with turkey hunting, including the you know the parts that get under our skin. But what we pass down to the you know the next generations. Yeah, that's what I was about to hit on. Now yeah. that I have a now that I have a kid, that's what I I have too. But I have a son that already likes hunting. Oh, He's been yeah. dove hunting with us. But just thinking of the. What's it going to be like when he's 16, 17 right. years old? I mean, I, you, you got to have that mindset that, yes, you enjoy it, but you want to maintain it and manage it to yeah. where your kids can enjoy it. And then you need to teach your kids to manage it to where their kids can enjoy it. And, and it's just oh, a yeah. never-ending cycle that, that needs to be relayed and passed down and taught to the next generation. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean it's inevitable there's going to be a new wave of hunters every few years and, and just uh, – I mean, if they run it in the ground, then that's on us. That's not on them. A lot of people think that's going to be the next generation's fault if they, you know, if they kill all the turkeys and everybody's got a one back, one bird bag limit. And that's, you know, that's on them. But like, I don't know. I, I said that's on us. We did. Somebody didn't teach them enough. Somebody didn't teach them right. Something, you know, something wasn't passed down in the most effective manner to get the point across to, hey, this is a heritage. This is a note to the past and just a connection to. To me, turkey hunting is the most closest we'll ever get to, like, the history of hunting. Deer hunting and, and duck hunting, I think there's so much evolution to it. And then if you choose to, I mean, you can obviously choose to, you know, stick traditionally to any, you know, aspect. But I think turkey hunting is probably the only one you, you need, like, a shotgun and a call and, like, you go. And yeah. it's, you know, kind of like in the same ballpark as, I'd say, 80% of the other turkey hunters. You know, you're not at a disadvantage period for for what you didn't buy or what you you know you're unable to buy or you know the land you're unable to get to it's just yeah shotgun, a shotgun a shotgun a turkey call on the battle start mm-hmm. i mean it's no that's all you need and, and even the preparation that comes in with other hunting yeah. deer i mean there's no you, yeah the scouting but yeah there's no preparation you're not going to plant food plots you're not going to mm-hmm. build box stands it's you get out of the truck with it right here right now yeah with a call and a gun yep. it's on and that's um to me that's the the history of hunting. I think that's you know that's the closest you can get to it. It's just that that ain't changed in however many years it's been since people started turkey hunting. Um, that's one thing my granddad said to me. Uh, we we had got to talking before he died about the duck hunting, how yeah. it, how it's evolved, and that's what he said. He said the way that I started hunting sixty two years ago. Yeah. I remember that exact day is the same way I hunt to this day. Yeah. And it's, it didn't change at all. And that's being passed down to the generation before you and then yours and then then to, you know, your kids' generation. And and I think there's, and rightfully so, there's so many people focusing on land conservation or uh, predation management. And, and we're one of them, you know, saving the next generation of poults, which is, I think, and this might, I mean, this might just be what I've seen, but I think it's, it, it's made a difference in the past couple of years. I think, you know, in turkey numbers. I mean, just it might be more people putting it out there that we're seeing more or there really are more 
you know, poll numbers out there that we're seeing. I've, I've seen a couple groups that are more than two or three like the usual. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like a over half a, you know, clutch of eggs, I feel like, but uh, with one hen. And, and I, but I think much as we try to say the wild turkey, its body, the wild turkey, right. we need to also not forget that the most effective way to, you know, make sure that we're able to do this forever is to change the mind. Change their mind to where they respect the whole aspect of it. Yeah, it's more, it's a, in my opinion, it's majority a respect thing. Yeah, to, oh, yeah. to the the wild turkey end of the hunt, and that's that's something I was trying to explain the other day. Of of, I feel like I try to save turkeys as much as I try to kill turkeys, and probably a little more. Right, and it, which is wild to think. And like the people that don't understand, you know, they've never hunted or whatever, they think that's the wildest thing. They they would have never assumed that. So I mean, that kind of tells me we don't do a good enough job. At displaying that, you know, for them to not know that they have this assumption of us just being stone cold killers out there, just wanting to kill everything for no reason, and and not understanding, you know, why we do it and why we're able to, yeah, more so why we're able to, not necessarily why we do, um, but just as much as you know, what we pass down to our kids is more than a box call to me. You know, what are you going to teach them? What are you going to make sure that they get and make sure that they they don't want to do? You know, there's, I mean, there's not a ounce i mean i don't have a daggum cell in my body that wants to go fan a turkey and shoot it with you know at 90 yards with some yeah. super shot whatever and then say i went turkey hunting but somewhere out there somebody thinks that's fun and and to me the only thing that comes to my mind is have you have you sat by an old oak tree in the middle of a swamp like next to a cotton mouth and like with nothing but a you know a mouth call and like a muddy remington 870 and wet feet and just like smelling like deet yeah. and and have one drumming, you know, 15 yards behind you and you have no idea where he is and he comes up behind you looking for you and you ain't called in, a, you know, an hour, but you hadn't moved the muscle since. Like, I mean, have you felt that adrenaline or like are you really just choosing to, to, to do this or have you just not experienced the, the other way, the, the yeah, way that, yeah. you know, people are born into? And, and I, a lot of people, and I'm – this is going to sound harsh, and I don't mean it. A lot of people are ignorant to the way yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have seen you sit on the edge of a field, you fan a turkey in. Yeah. When he gets within 80 yards, he's in gun range, yeah. and you kill him. They've never, like you just said, sit mm-hmm. in the swamp, and him, him come behind you, you have to sit there and let him ease off, reposition yourself, you know, back to the mm-hmm. game time decision. Figure play chess out, with him. Yeah, play, yeah let, him, let him ease off. You change your position, try to get him back to that position. And I know for a fact I've done it that same situation two or three times, yeah. and still never killed the turkey. Yeah, it's I still didn't get him. I take that over ten dead turkeys that don't involve all that any right. day of the week, and that's something that's kind of going back to if that's what they learn. And a lot of people, I feel like where it gets a little makes me a little concerned. I'd say is what they're learning online, what they're learning on you know YouTube, t- television, stuff like that. I'm sure. I mean, I. God knows I'm no film expert. I don't have a hunting show. Um, but I don't – I see it being a little easier to film the, you know, field edge type stuff than it would be to film that scenario we're oh, we talking about. We do know that from experience. That's well, some yeah. of those days we just left the camera and had to go back and find it. Then. Yeah, so anybody that is able to do that, you know, even more applause to you for doing that, and but mostly for, for getting content out, which is more influential than I think everybody believes. I mean, oh, I agree. when it comes down to – I mean, just down to the wire – you can hate social media all you want, but you cannot say that it's not influential on a lot of people. 
and even not just my generation downward, but even up, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's changed. I mean, I've had a lot of people reach out and say that, you know, just, you know, keeping up with us and hearing some stories and stuff has opened their eyes to not, hasn't changed their mind, but that's all I want Spring Legion to do is provide another option, provide a, an outlet for people that do it, that understand the, the ways we're talking about and the people that do quote unquote get it, you know, give them a, you know, a platform to, to put a story like this on or to put, you know, something of that nature on for other people to see and, you know, just kind of makes them a little more intriguing. And then, and then I think all it usually takes is one time doing it that way and they understand, oh, this is a, a lot more fun. This is this is what I want to keep doing more than I want to. And that's what I use the word ignorant. I mean, that, no, that I mean, word in literally the means. Form, right. Yeah, literally unknowing. Right. Yeah. Um, not like stupid, but like right. literally just lack of lack of knowing and lack of having experienced it before. Right. Um, which is which is kind of on us. I think we need to do a little better job at, of making sure that we either take people that haven't been taken before and 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 just getting you know introducing new people to the outdoors or you know people that that might hunt a little differently than we do just be a little more inviting on yeah. which I mean that's. Coming from me, you know, obviously, I'm the, I feel like was one of the most least inviting persons ever when it came to turkey hunting. I don't care. If I, I'm sitting here like, props to props to your dad for taking you hunting. I don't know. I bet there wasn't a turkey there because if there was, I don't know if I'd have taken my kid, you know. <laughs> um, obviously, I've luckily and obviously I've been able to kind of change my mindset. Mindset. I've been able to change my mindset on that the past few years hunting with you and, and with folks like Gary and it's um, it's all about the memories you make a little more than it used to be, but at the same time, I like to, I would I would say rather, if it came down to it, I would love nothing more than to take somebody and let them experience something like that for the first time than I would to go by myself and kill a turkey. And I, I mean, I mean that too. Oh, I I agree, I, and I've told you that from you always. That's one thing I've always told you is well, who's shooting first. Yeah, man, I. I promise you, I don't care. I, if one of us kills it, yeah, and then I'm just as happy if you. And just like our, the first Osceola turkey, yeah, and I was probably more pumped up when you killed that one than when I killed mine, just because that was the first Osceola mm-hmm. hunt I've been a part of. Oh yeah, so it just yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. It don't. I would rather somebody kill something. And if now I have done it once where somebody killed one, it wasn't really. I got killed a turkey. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a. Let down. Yeah. And I have to be honest, we have not hunted with that guy since then. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's out there and they kill a turkey and they're excited, man, oh, yeah. I'm just as excited, if not more. Yeah. And this, I mean, and you're talking about the that first Osceola hunt. I mean, I feel like that was the most excited. I probably the most excited I'd been for a turkey just because I knew it meant a lot to you and it meant a lot to me. And it was like a one of those things. And, and the, the first thing we did was you know, call my dad because that's something he'd always wanted to do was killing Osceola and he never got to. And I mean, he, you know, he hunted turkeys from the time he could walk to, I feel like, and pretty dang good at it. Um, but never got the opportunity. So, I mean, that was just a, a, a wild moment to, you feel like, I mean, there was no pressure. There was no weight on the shoulders. And if I recall, like we kind of let it get a little too close. Cause I, I mean, I was so just focused on soaking it in and like, man, this is, I wouldn't trade this for anything. And that joke is probably nine steps at this time. It definitely got too close. Yeah. But when he gobbled right in our face, it was then I worth it. Worth it. Yep. And that's just, I mean, if you don't feel, I mean, a little remorse when you shoot something like that, I mean, I don't, I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, 
you got you're you're there, but you're not there kind of deal. You know what I mean? If I, I wish I could go back and hunt him again, you know, I wish I, the first I feel like the first thought in my mind after killing turkey is thank the Lord I was able to do this. The second thought is, man, I wish I could do it again. And just it's just the the concept of of every every hunt's expired, it's gone. And how how you gonna kind of bring it into the next? How they all connect to me, you know? They all. What do you learn from this one? You gonna take to this one, and what you learn from this individual, you bring to the next individual, and the importance of that. I think we, I personally, you know, we together, we as a company, we as a turkey hunt community, to make note of that and step it up when it comes to uh, if you gonna exploit the turkey hunting community, make sure you're doing it in the, the good way. You right. know, make sure you're getting that point across a little more than the trophies or the plaques and the beard length and, you know, just stuff that to me is tangible and, and a lot of the intangible aspects to go with turkey hunting is, is the best part and making sure we pass it down and, and carry it on generation to generation. And um, in, in Jacob's case, you know, from older brother to little brother, I feel like, you know, that's going to, that's going to get passed down. Just the stuff that he learned. You can't take that away. That's, no, that's it, here forever. Yeah, that's engraved and will never leave. Right. And that's, uh, that's the, uh, that's the power of turkey hunting to me, and that's um something that is hard to put into words. Yeah. Um, but let's see, let's get to wrapping it up because I feel like we're already on our fifth rabbit hole. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else. What you doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? Uh, might be headed back out to Georgia. Going to look at a few things out that way. What you got? When I get done with this, I'm gonna ride up and ride up to the duck camp, I guess, and start getting blinds yeah. ready and check our millet fields and all that good stuff. Get ready for the winter and hope ducks come down. Yeah, we're gonna do some duck hunting. Oh yeah, I think I remember how. I think I do too. Shine ready. She'll she'll get ready. <laughs> I, don't, I took well, one of the duck hunt one time. Jake's expired. Jake. He's out of date. Yeah, oh Jake. <laughs> Never was in date, but <laughs> was he born expired? He was definitely out of commission. Yeah, at eight years old. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we might. Uh, I think I probably need to work on making sure I hit the ducks that a dog would need to go get before I worry about training a dog to uh, to uh, to go get them for us. Yeah, I would agree. with I that. am looking forward to that though. You talking about that? You know, property up there, and I mean, I, I mean, as much as we just harped on being a. You know, the difference in turkey hunters and duck hunters. Because I haven't. When was the last time I duck hunted? It's been a couple of years, I feel like. Only we had, used to pretty hard. Yeah, we used to go hunt hard. Last year, I hunted twice. Really? That was I, it. If I can find all my stuff, I'll get to cranking on some of them duck calls, I guess. Put the, yeah, I gotta put find, the slate down. I got to find. I got to go back and find all my stuff. I know where my shotgun is. That's about it. Yeah. But that'll be that'll be cool. Send me some pictures and videos, and cause y'all, are y'all gonna like do some work up there? And... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just go see the, you know the where what how high the millets got. Yeah. And we're gonna go check on the blind situation, and we need to build some more, repair some. Yeah, you know that whole deal. Look at, um, kind of look. At, I know that I think there's two pumps up there. Just see what, mm-hmm. see what kind of what level and where we're gonna you know when we're gonna start pumping to get mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess kind of we're going to take it as like a little work weekend and yeah. get as much done as we can. So it'll be fun. I'll let me if you need some help. And uh, 
Take a get a little content. Show some people how to do it. People being me, I so I can see what all y'all doing and the some before and after pics. You know. Yeah. Well, you you have to wait on the after pics, but we'll get the before yeah. this time. At least, yeah. Y'all like it's, it's one of the things like it turns out to look awesome, and you're thinking, man, I wish we would have taken a picture when it didn't look so awesome, and and so people would understand the amount of work that went in, you know, prior to the season, or you know, right. passing that on to the the aspect of hard work paying off, and I'm looking forward to it. If I get to go tag along a little bit, oh yeah, we'll have some fun up there. And um, but again, guys, thank y'all for tuning in, listening to us ramble on those who get it and those who don't. Uh, to our buddy Jacob who sent that listener story in to the mailbag definitely appreciate that and, and was able to spark kind of a a conversation on the subject and if anybody else has got a story they want to send in feel free to um, we've got a, you know, a handful we've only mentioned it once so make sure everybody knows about it if y'all got something to send in or a, a high point in your turkey hunting you know memory bank that that you want to jot down and email it over to us. It's at uh, support at springlegion.com or uh, Seals and I both have email accounts there. If you want to just send it to us personally, mine's, mine's Hunter Ferry at springlegion.com and his is Austin Seals at springlegion.com. <laughs> it ain't hard to find. Send them in and we'll take a look at them and any uh, recommendations or direction on the brand of service, sponsors, and all that stuff. We're still working tirelessly on getting all that uh, lined out for hopefully going to go into effect as of October. Um, so hop in on that opportunity while you can, or if you know somebody that wants to holler at them, check out the comfort colors, drop the price on them. And we got some cool, and I mean pretty cool throwback retro hats coming. Mm-hmm. We got That's what we're going to do as soon as we press that record button is count these tallies on this poll. Cause I looked at them and there's a several thousand and I'm going to need some help. Yeah, oh, because yeah. we're going, we're going to go whatever they want, you know. Um, Sounds good to me. We'll get on that, wrap it up, guys. We appreciate y'all listening. Likes, follow, shares, all that's appreciated. Follow us on social, and Spring Legion and uh, SpringLegion.com for anything else. Y'all should be able to find it from there. Thanks for listening to the Spring Legion podcast. <laughs>